Today is Thursday, January 12th, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Damar Hamlin is heading home. We'll have that story and more on today's podcast. We're bringing news from a Christian perspective. Subscribe, leave a rating, share it with a friend. You know what to do. Let's get through the news of the cray together. That's what we're doing here every day. A community of one getting through the insanity. That is the news of the day. Joining me as always, Billy Hallowell, Trey Gons, Phillips. What's up, fellas? I mean, I'm I'm living the dream. I say this every day, but <laughs> I am. I'm I'm drinking coffee and loving life. I'm waiting for the morning, Billy, when you're not living the dream. I just want to know what that's going to look like. Well, uh, I switched but... to black coffee, so it's been a challenge. Oh. But, you know. <laughs> that sounds absolutely disgusting. Well, you know. I could. I, so I, I really just you. drink. Like I say that I drink a cup of coffee every morning, but really I drink a cup of like really hot sugar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much me too. Like a tea? No, it's just uh, milk and, you know, 17 yes. spoonfuls of one lump or two. No, that'll be sugar. eight. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cookies. Indeed. Indeed. So uh, what are we going to be looking at today, guys, for the focus story today? So this school district in Idaho, they had a meeting and everything went into upheaval over a new gender policy that parents and community members are not too happy about. So we'll oh get boy. into that. All right. Sounds good. Uh, we're all going to take a look at the FAA, the shutdown that happened um, early in the morning on Wednesday, and all flights were grounded for the for a large part of the morning. What happened there? Do we have anything to be concerned about? What we'll the details on that on today's main thing? But first, we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. Damar Hamlin is heading home just over a week after suffering a near life-ending injury on Monday Night Football. Discharged from the hospital, according to the Bills, and doctors said we'd completed a series of tests and evaluations and that they're confident DeMar can safely be discharged and continue his rehabilitation at home and with the Bills. Remarkable turnaround there. Answer to prayer for sure. And a former pop star is opening up for the first time about the pain she felt over three abortions, sharing on social media that Jesus can heal the pieces and provide forgiveness. This is Kaya Jones who's 38 now. She had her first abortion at age 16. You can read about the rest of that story and her testimony there over at CBNnews.com. And all American military service members, including the National Guard and the Army Reserve, are no longer required to get the COVID-19 shot to keep their jobs. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin signed a memo earlier this week rescinding his August 2021 mandate required all members of the military be vaccinated and gas stoves everyone can calm down now they won't be banned after all the chair of the u.s consumer product safety commission alex sarich weighed in to clear things up said they wouldn't ban them but did say they're exploring ways to address the health risks associated with them those are just some of today's top headlines you can check out those stories and more over at cbnnews.com Guys, I'm very suspicious. Uh, maybe I have a tinfoil hat on. I'm very suspicious of this gas stove story that we just witnessed rise to the top of the news cycle for a couple days and then just be vanquished. Um, I feel like there has to be something more to this story. Um, maybe a larger sort of move from the environmental justice type community. Something. It just doesn't seem like something as normal and common as gas stoves 
would be suddenly this target to be removed from homes. I mean, well, am, am I crazy? Am I do I just have my tinfoil hat on, or is do, do you guys have the same sense? Well, if you like your gas stove, you can keep it. You know, that's the way that <laughs> politics works. So, yeah, I mean, right. no, there, there's definitely something strange about it. Like what made this suddenly become the issue of the day, right? Like why suddenly are we scheduling hearings to talk about this? And I mean, look, I, I'm always open to hear what people have to say, but I'm always skeptical. And at a time when electric and energy prices are so incredibly high and when there's so much talk, about moving to other forms of energy, you have to wonder what in the world is going yeah. on. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. You may be more willing to hear some people's opinions than I am because you know how you, you heard growing up in the classroom, like there are no dumb questions. Like, well, there actually are some dumb questions. And I think that there are some <laughs> ideas that are just not good ideas. Um, yeah, so I, I wonder if it was like a trial balloon or something. Like, right. Let's see how this goes over with everybody. And if it goes over well, then maybe we can have, we can, you know, give out an even bigger power grab or talk about it an even bigger one uh, obviously this one didn't go over well so no it didn't we'll people love their gas stoves i mean anyone who loves a cook will all, all almost all of them will i've never heard everyone anyone say you know it's so much more pleasant to cook on, a, on an electric on stove electric. <laughs> never i've not heard one person say that everyone feels like you can control the temperatures better you know with the gas right. you know you can you can adjust it it's just a lot easier and I saw Richard Trumka's name was the one that kind of floated this idea out there and put it out. And he's been a big union guy during the Obama administration. And so, of course, I immediately start thinking, what is the union benefit that's going to come from this? Um, you know, are they going to standardize some things and all the unions will have to yeah. make the stoves from now on? Or, or what is it going to be? Or is this just some more government control over things like that or thermostats? What is it? I don't know. It feels like it's something... Or maybe I just have a tinfoil hat on. I don't know. But it, the whole thing was weird. The bottom line is your gas stove is safe for now. <laughs> for today. <laughs> for today. So uh, we'll leave it there. We're going to head into our next story now. And Trey, that school district in Idaho you mentioned, they are getting attention for that proposal on this gender policy. So what's in it? What's, what's everyone up in arms about here? Yeah. So the new policy, it would allow students in the Caldwell School District, which is just west of Boise, uh, to use restrooms and locker rooms that correspond with a, a kid's chosen gender. Obviously, there are concerns about that, but that's a policy proposal that we've heard a lot at a lot of different school districts. Uh, many already have those proposals actually enacted as policies. Um, so, But this is probably the part that's most controversial, that's getting the most attention. So the rule actually in writing orders school staff members to hide kids' sexual orientations mm and gender identities from their parents unless they have coordinated with school officials on written, you know, actually bona fide plans for how to accommodate their child's sexual preferences. So that's the part, the the secretive part, I think, is, is what really kind of drew the most ire out of parents. Of course, they had problems with that first part, but I think it was the secretive part of, of intentionally keeping kids out and ev or keeping parents out. And even the fact that the district was so open about it, like we were actively admitting that we're going to keep you out of understanding and knowing what's actually happening with your child. Yeah, that's normally the, the kind of thing you see someone only admit on a you know, TikTok video that goes viral. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what's uh, the recent school board meeting got pretty heated there too. Who was speaking out against the policy? 
Yeah, so there was a broad array of people who spoke out against uh, the rule, and it got a lot of attention and a lot of applause, actually, from people who were there in the audience uh, of the school board meeting, people applauding the parents and, and local authorities speaking out against the rule, which obviously... The board was not happy about that. So uh, one mother was particularly outspoken and even invoked her faith. as uh, She said, this is an attack on God and family. The educational system has become a pawn for destroying our children, Christian culture, and the guarantee of freedoms in our republic. Uh, another one who, who really shined was a sixth grade girl. Uh, she condemned the rule. She told the district administrators, I don't think that it's right for a boy who feels like he's a girl to change in the same room as the girls because it would make us all feel very uncomfortable changing with a boy. Uh, but the meeting ultimately really devolved and was finally just abruptly ended when a state senator, Chris Trakel, spoke up. Uh, he said, before you waste taxpayer money, before you put a kid in harm's way, you better throw this policy out and not even consider it. And that was when I think the board was kind of reached their limit and they got very angry and they were frustrated with the fact that so many other parents were applauding what he and others had been saying that they just abruptly ended the meeting because it was getting kind of out of hand anyway. Uh, but they obviously didn't like what was being told to them either. So that was it. Then the, the, then the meeting was done. But how, And so how has the issue been left? Where does it stand now? Yeah, so the, the meeting, was, it was kind of a bizarre situation. The meeting was just cut off and ended. It's still a proposal at this point. It hasn't been enacted. Uh, but before the meeting was adjourned and before the state senator was completely cut off, uh, he did say that if, if the proposal is enacted, the school district, quote, will face litigation. He said that's not a threat. That's a promise. It's going to happen because he said we've seen it happen. There are pending cases before courts right now in other states and with other school districts. Uh, the Caldwell police at the end actually had to come and stand between the board members and those who attended the meeting. While they weren't very violent, they were really, really vocal. A lot of them were yelling uh, and, and some were wanting to confront uh, the board members. So the police kind of stood there and just backed people out. And eventually everybody was kind of ushered out of the room and the space uh, was emptied and the meeting ended. So as it stands right now, the school district has not announced one way or the other whether they're going to move forward with the proposal, table it, uh, or just give up on it altogether. This is where I think schools across America are going to start to need to grow spines because this is not a secret now that there are many activists pushing these sorts of policies on schools, right? So parents are on high alert for this stuff. And so maybe that will give some of these school board members maybe more of a spine to stand up for kids who don't want anything to do with different genders going into whatever bathroom they want to go into. I mean, it's just... It's it's ludicrous that this is something. I mean, if you would have gone back in a time machine five, ten years, and told people, told us then what was going to be the big issue now, what people are fighting over, they would laugh at you. It wouldn't make a movie script. It would be too unrealistic. But yet here we are. Well, the devil's busy, guys, and I think, <laughs> but I, but I mean, in in it's reality. True. And that's what's happening, right? I mean, we have a culture that is completely disconnected from the truth. And we have people who have very much been forced into a position of not taking a position because they don't want to be social pariahs or have other parents mad at them or lose friends who are now starting to say, I have to speak up. I have to go to this meeting because the stakes are too high. So I think that's what we're witnessing right now is a changing of hearts and minds about how much action is going to actually be taken to push back on this. And I think, too, maybe a potential 
it's unfortunate that we've gotten to this place as a culture, but maybe it's a benefit that the school district is being so open about their plans to be secretive because at least at least they're giving you an idea of what exactly it is that you're fighting. And I think the more transparent that these school districts get, the more bullish they get with advancing these really leftist and even godless policies. I think parents are becoming more outraged because they're finally realizing this is actually what they're doing and they're finally admitting it. Uh, so there, there's now something I think to really quarrel about fight over and, and figure out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it is kind of stunning as you sort of mentioned there, Trey, about them admitting the quiet yeah. things out loud that they're going to not share these sorts of things from students to, to their parents. And that is just, that's just wrong on so many levels, but there we've seen this conversation pop up like the shark bumps, right? Checking to see if the waters are safe uh, before they attack. And that's essentially what I think you see a lot of these activists doing um, with these safety closets and, and things of that nature. They've been doing that now. Um, multiple, multiple times. And um, that's the type of behavior that's led to accusations of being you know, groomers. But even aside from that, just this general principle, you see a lot from uh, public school advocates and government schooling advocates that the government kind of has more autonomy over these kids than the parents do. That's something I've seen a lot of people say, and they kind of peek their head out to see if it's okay. Usually they get slammed down, but I don't know. It's happening more and more now. You guys see that too? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we're seeing it. We're seeing that happen more. And I think this goes back to, you know, it takes a village, right? It's like, well, if the parents aren't going to teach them, and this right. is where the danger of giving government too much power is, right? If the parents aren't going to teach them what's right and true, then we have to do it. And if the parents won't won't tell them what we want them to tell them, then we're going to have to secretly do it behind their back and use the names they want us to use. And, you know, we'll trick the parents and we'll use the, the names the parents gave them in front of them. I mean, it's a really diabolical thing, but we've seen this with Planned Parenthood and the way that relationship has gone, right? We've seen this with sex ed. There's been a lot of areas in society where these government institutions, mainly schools, have come in between parents and children. Yeah. And that's that's a dangerous thing. It is. It really is. And um, I mean, that's why people got to stand up. I mean, God clearly gave us um, a charge to be the ones who raise and teach our kids. There's nothing in the Bible about letting someone else do it. Uh, and when these schools overstep their bounds from just teaching them you know, standard educational things and start going into other areas that are meant for parents alone. Um, that's that's a time where, where parents really have to have to stand up. All right, Trey, thanks for bringing that story. We are going to head into the main thing now. And it was another rough day for travelers in America after a critical system went down, grounding all domestic flights Wednesday morning, leaving thousands of travelers stranded. This is the latest ding to the administration after thousands of holiday flights were canceled last month. And of course, we've had supply chain issues all last year, causing major problems across the country. Pete Buttigieg is under fire for this as the 19th Secretary of Transportation. How are people reacting? What's the latest? CBN's Faith Nation team, Brody Carter and Jenna Browder, have the story. Today's glitch had a snowball effect on all flights into or out of the United States. That adds up to more than 8,000 delays and at least 1,200 cancellations so far. Um, a lot of confusion. Mounting delays and long lines are adding to that frustration after an FAA meltdown. 
In a tweet, the transportation agency said the problem stems from an overnight outage with its notice-to-air mission system, used to alert pilots of closed runways, equipment outages, and other potential hazards along a flight path. I just spoke with Buttigieg. They don't know what the cause is, but I was on the phone in about 10 minutes. I phone report directly to me when they find out. The Transportation Department is leading an investigation into what led to a system outage. No details have been made public yet. Uh, the ground stop's been lifted. We'll have more safe. Although the FAA resumed domestic travel by around 9 a.m., the damage was already done, causing major headaches for travelers with thousands of flights either delayed or canceled. I'm hoping that I don't have to drive from uh, Detroit to Memphis. I'm going to sit tight see what happens. If the flight's delayed even further, I'm just going to cancel it. I'm really upset, but what can I do? But it makes you kind of nervous. Is there something else that maybe we're not being told right now? At this point, the glitch is raising many questions while causing a monumental inconvenience as it continues to impact almost all flights from shipping to passenger. We do not have evidence that this outage was caused by a cyber attack. The FAA is working aggressively to get to the bottom of the root causes for the system outage so that it does not happen again. I hope they get it fixed quickly, and once they get it fixed, I hope they upgrade it so it doesn't happen again because for the whole country to be shut down, this is amazing. Today's incident comes just weeks after Southwest canceled thousands of flights due to logistics and its flight path model, also a technological meltdown back in June. Some aviation analysts believe the FAA system is outdated. In fact, Pete Buttigieg, he told CNN today an outdated system should be a key question for officials to look at as they move forward in this investigation. Daniel McCoy covers aviation for the Wichita Business Journal, and he joins us now. Daniel, welcome. So if today's situation is due to old FAA technology, failing. Could we see something like this happen again? Unfortunately, I think that's the fear that uh, many folks have. We're talking about a decades-old um, system uh, here, and uh, similar to what we saw, as you mentioned, with Southwest recently, um, uh, a failure maybe to stay ahead of the technology and, and the, the technical infrastructure, um, it leads to these uh, uh, glitches that uh, snowball into, into massive problems. So it, it's tough to say until we have kind of a definitive answer on what exactly happened, what caused this outage, but um, it certainly has raised some alarm bells uh, throughout the industry and, and among the flying public. Do you think the FAA will will update its technology after this? How big of a lift would that be for the agency? Well, it, it would be a it would definitely be a heavy lift. Um, I think we'll obviously we'll have to see more information come out again to the root cause of this. But um, infrastructure, technology, infrastructure has been a, a hot topic throughout aviation, um, every sector from um, production to to the air service network itself. Um, so I think. Uh, certainly, they'll have to take a, a good hard look at this system and, and they'll have to identify any weaknesses or build in redundancies or or uh, a full upgrade of some kind, because uh, this was obviously um, problematic. But uh, given that, you know, they were able to lift it in a few hours, you see what just a few hours does um, to the to the network. Uh, when it's down. So we have all these cascading issues now, and now the airlines have to scramble and already tight on labor. Uh, the, you know, they have to make sure they have crews at new destinations for flights that were scheduled. So we'll see how much, you know, this snowballs and compounds over the next couple of days. So um, I'm mm -hmm. sure it's something that that the FAA is going to have to look at uh, pretty intently here in the next uh, uh, few weeks as all this kind of 
begins to be dissected. Do you think all of this, Daniel, has led customers to lose confidence in the American airline system? I don't know about uh, lose confidence. I think my general take, and we have here in Wichita uh, an annual report that uh, Wichita State takes part in on airline quality ranking. And speaking to the authors of that over uh, really the last decade or so, every year as that comes out, uh, unfortunately for the flying public, we've become accustomed to just kind of getting what we get, um, unfortunately, to a large degree. Um, I don't know that anybody expects uh, headache-free travel to any uh, major extent anymore. Certainly, we saw that with Southwest over Christmas, and now we have this here. So um, hopefully it's a it's a sign that um, – some of these problems uh, will begin to get worked out and that they'll there'll be some needed spending. Of course, when you talk about the FAA, that could be taxpayer spending. So you have a whole different story right. there. Um, but uh, certainly some of these um, antiquated systems mm-hmm. um, as they cause problems, um, you know, it just it adds to to the normal headache of travel, whether that's baggage or yeah. or delays and things for other reasons. So I don't know yeah. about lose comp have have lost confidence, but um I don't think anyone goes in expecting an overall pleasurable experience anymore. All right, Brody and Jenna, thanks so much for that. Really appreciate it. That leaves us with time for one last thing today. Joshua 1.9, I'm just going to read it. It's a well-known verse. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I mean, look, there are a lot of parents right now, we were just talking about it, who are afraid who might be nervous, um, but we need to remember to speak out in truth and love and to share that truth with the people around us, whether that's at a school, whether that's with friends or family, what have you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, I mean, you think about that verse, Joshua, and that that came at a time, you know, how many times did God have to remind people that, you know, no, trust me, I've got this. And that was at a time when they were like, seeing visible pillars of cloud and fire, you know, God coming down on the mountain. Like they saw all this stuff, they witnessed it, and they still needed these reminders. And so you think today when we don't often have those, really have those obviously of biblical proportion type miracles happening and appearances of God right in front of us, uh, they're a little more subtle the way God shows up these days. Um, I just think it's a great reminder to, to remember that God is still with you, even though we don't have the pillar of cloud to remind us. Yeah. I mean, and what a comfort that verse is, right? If you're following the conviction of the Holy Spirit and you're doing what you know is right, you don't have to fear. It might be, you might be uncomfortable and it might be painful at times, uh, but what matters is still going to be in place and that's your salvation and the protection of the Lord. Absolutely. All right. Great place to leave it here on this Friday, Junior. And we are that much closer, ladies and gentlemen, to... Friday and then a fantastic weekend. But enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Hope you have a fantastic one. Lord willing, and that creek don't rise. We shall be back here tomorrow with more news from a Christian perspective. God bless. We'll see you then.